Fall Tip 27. Football is live. You're running the table with Rick. Hello, I am C-3PO, Human Cyborg Relations, and you are listening to Rick Thomas. What's up, creeps? This is Sully from Godsmack, and you are tuned in to Rick. It's that time. You already know. It's time to run the table with Rick. Oh, yes, it is that time. And for the first time in 2021, we are set as we are definitely going to run the table. And I got to tell you, I can't think of a better way to kick off 2021 with running the table than with a guest that I'm going to have on in just a few seconds. As a matter of fact, I'm still sitting here thinking this is unbelievable that we actually landed this guy, that he's agreed to take a few minutes with us. So without further ado, on the phone with me, I am so pleased and I am blessed to have, I got to tell you, the, the, the list of accolades. Um, you know, uh, two big, two Big Twelve championships, four Big Twelve North Division titles, three times Big A Conference Coach of the Year. Uh, you can, I mean, we can go on and on. Big Twelve Coach of the Year four times. Paul Bear Bryant Award. This is unbelievable. The AP Coach of the Year. I'm leaving stuff out here as I go. Sporting News Coach of the Year. Kansas State Hall of Fame. College Football Hall of Fame. Bill Snyder. How are you? Well, I'm doing well, thank you, and I hope you and all your listeners are doing well in this uh, difficult time. Yeah, it's it's been, uh, 2020 was rough, but, you know, I kind of, uh, you know, 2021, we're going to get the corner turned. I have a good feeling about all of that. Um, good for you. I had a quick question for, well, I've got a couple of questions for you. First off, I got to tell you, when I was looking at some of your list of, of, of you want to call them accolades or achievements, and, and I, I got to tell you, this, and this is a very big compliment to you, one thing that stands out to me about what you've done here is, is, is that it's not all just about football. There's a lot of stuff that you've done off the field that's really, you know, many people probably don't know about, many people do, but your Staley School Advance, Advancement Council work, um, the uh, Changing Lives campaign, uh, the leadership stuff that you've done off the field, it speaks volumes because you're not all just about football. You're about life in general, and I think that's amazing. Well, I, I greatly appreciate that, but, uh, it's you know, it's part of, uh, part of giving back, I think. You know, people have been wonderful to me throughout my life, and particularly here in Manhattan, Kansas, and uh, I feel as though, uh, you know, I I owe them a great deal. But just people in general have been uh, very important in my life. And my mother taught me a long time ago how uh, how important it was to treat others well and help those that you're capable of helping. That is awesome. Let me ask you this. Uh, K-State football season this year, we didn't do as well as we'd like to have. I mean, four or five, four and five in the conference, four and six overall. There were some good things. There were some, you know, the wins over Oklahoma and Texas Tech, TCU, and, of course, Kansas. Um, you know, we, there were some injury issues. Now, I know you're not you're, – I don't take you as an excuse guy. What are your thoughts on Coach Kleiman's culture and the future of this program under Coach Kleiman? Well, I, I, think, I think they're going to do absolutely fine. I think they have uh... – genuine sincere interest in the young people in the program and you know each all members of his coaching staff and uh, i think uh, i think they'll get they'll get the tide turned and i think they'll do quite well now do you think college football playoffs should expand there's a lot of talk of that and i don't know if that's going my guess is as good as anybody's whether or not that eventually will happen but there's talk of going to eight teams possibly with the bcs playoffs maybe 16 what are your thoughts on that well, I, I think uh, expansion uh, would be appropriate. Uh, the major concern for me had always been the number of uh, the number of ball games that you play, and you just extend the season, extend it, and extend it. And uh, you know, it it really uh, it, it kind of uh, dilutes uh, the true value of collegiate athletics. 
and maybe uh, gives reason for, you know, the, the feeling by many that uh, college football is all about money and nothing else. And uh, the more you extend it, uh, the more uh, that might appear to be the case. But I, I think if they, if they went to eight, that would be one more ball game, and I think that would certainly be enough. Now let me ask you this: What do you look for when you were when you were recruiting kids to come to K State? And and, and I, I don't know how much of that you still uh, you know deal with. But what do you look for in a kid? Be obviously the athletic talent, the skill sets. But what else do you look for? Well, I'm I'm not involved with it at all today. But uh, you know, in, in our tenure there, it was you know obviously you want to have uh, fine young people in terms of talent. Uh, on the football field and athletic talent, but uh, I was not interested in a young man with simply football talent, but uh, not a personal value system that uh, of intrinsic values that were significant in his life. So it was important to us to have good quality young men who had a uh, an appropriate value system in uh, in society. Were good family people. Uh, good students, uh, all the the positive things in life, the same things. We wanted the same things out of uh, young people that their parents wanted from them. Now, let me ask you this. I, somebody once told me, and I don't know, I'm going to ask you, is this true? Did you, you've been known, of course, to write, handwrite letters to people. Um, were you writing letters to opposing players? Somebody told me that they thought that was amazing. That sometimes you would write a handwrite a letter to an opposing player after a game because you saw something they did that you liked. Well, I've yes, I've written a, a number of letters to opposing players and opposing coaches as well. You know, when when I thought that uh, that they really did do something uh, uh, very well. Uh, you know, if a young person you know performed extremely well in a ball game against us, uh, I thought it was important to recognize that and did so. I think that's really, really uh, fascinating to me because you know, you know, I don't. You may not realize. Maybe you do. How many young kids' lives you touched positively by doing that? I mean, there are kids, countless kids, that have those letters framed, you know, at home and look at them all the time. I'm sure. Well, I'm, you know, I'm honored certainly to hear that. But the most important thing was, you know, hoping that it would have some type of impact on, uh, on their lives. You know, and some of, <clears throat> some of those notes were to. You know, the players that, uh, or, or people in general, not just necessarily players, but, uh, you know, people that have had some hard times in their lives and some difficult uh, moments that had taken place, you know, in a, uh, during the course of the season or in their life, uh, you know, anything in particular, but uh, just needed to maybe to get a little boost. And that was important. I love that. Now, you've been around this game a long time. Let me ask you this. What would you advise, like anybody who's a you know, guy or gal, as far as that goes, who's just getting into coaching in, at the collegiate level, what piece of advice would you give them? Uh, go into electrical engineering. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, the, uh, you know, it's a, it is really a difficult, difficult time. Uh, not just the COVID, uh, and that that really doesn't enter into it as much, you know, as so many other things in our society today. And I think it's difficult. You know, we need, you know, quality caring coaches who are willing to make those kind of sacrifices that it takes to, uh, to be a quality, quality coach. But, 
you know, you, you also see uh, so many things taking place. Uh, you know, guys are coaches are <clears throat> getting hired and fired in a heartbeat. Uh, it's all about winning. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, there was a period of time when uh, winning was never unimportant, but the uh, personal lives of the young people in the program were more significant at one time than they are now. And one last question, and first off, and again, I can't thank you enough for taking a few minutes with us today because I know that, you know, you've got, you know, your plate's usually always full. Speaking of which, and that's what this last question has to do with, now that you've stepped away from coaching for a couple of years, what are some of the things you found time to do now that you didn't have time to do when you were coaching all that time? Well, uh, that hasn't come about yet. First of all, the you know, the COVID has uh, uh, kept us from traveling. You know, my son, Sean, is coaching at uh, the University of Southern California, where I used to coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sean was born out there. And I don't uh, – I didn't get a chance to get out and see him play one time this year. So that's, uh, that was painful. So there's – you know, we and we've got children down in uh, – two children – excuse me, a son-in-law that uh, coaches high school football in western, uh, or excuse me, uh, eastern Kansas, and we didn't get a chance to get down and see them. Have a daughter who lives around Dallas, didn't have a chance to get down and see them. So, you know, I'm missing out on a great deal of family time right now. Well, hopefully those those things will change with 2021 coming in. You know, hopefully things will, like I said earlier, hopefully we'll get the corner turned, and I kind of feel like we will. I have a positive feeling about it. Coach, thank you so much for taking a few minutes. You're quite welcome. I wish you well, and please stay safe. That was Bill Snyder, and I'm so thrilled to death that I got a chance to get him on this podcast, and I'm also, also very thrilled to have my next guest, Chan, who's done this show. You've hosted this show with me before, and I'm going to have you back as a host very soon. I love the fact that you know the NFL backwards, forwards, inside and out, much more so than a lot of people. I'm good at it, but you're really good at it. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I am great, and um, I don't, let's dive right in. Can we do that? Yeah, definitely. NFL playoffs set to go today. Or not, excuse me, not today. NFL playoffs Saturday. set to go this coming weekend, yes. Colts and Bills, who do you like? I'm going Bills. I'm with you on this. I like Buffalo. I like their defense. I like the fact that they're hungry. Um, You know, the Colts aren't exactly not hungry, but I just, there's something going on in Buffalo. They got something cooking, I think. They definitely do. I mean, I would like to see Phil Rivers, you know, Philip Rivers get him a a championship, but I don't think he's got it. The Bills, uh, they have too many weapons on offense, so I think they're going to get it. With uh, Diggs and uh, Cole Beasley, I think, and even Josh Allen. So I think I think Bill's got it. They're building a nucleus around that Josh Allen kid, and they've got something cooking. I, you know, I was I said this to you last time we did this show together was what a month ago or so, and I said, look, watch out for Buffalo. I'm not trying to pat yeah. myself on the back. I've been wrong my share of times throughout the season. I'm not going to act like I haven't. But that one. <laughs> That one, I saw that one coming, and I think they're going to be around for a minute. The Bills have a chance to string some really good stuff together. Rams, Seahawks. What do you like there? Seahawks. Me too. Now, you're the one that said here, across from the, uh, you know, on the other microphone, and, and, and said to me, well, but they got no defense. You can't do anything with no defense. Seattle's defense is 32nd in the league. What are they going to do? You said that to me. I did say that to you. I did say that to you. I I don't think they'll go the distance, but I do think they'll beat the Rams. I'm with you on that. Nothing against the Rams. 
I, I just don't think I don't think I think the Los Angeles the Rams were a better team a couple of years ago than they are now, which is weird because they're not old by any means. They're a young team. They're still discovering themselves, and but they don't seem like they're as solid as, as they used to be. Am I right or wrong in that? What do you think? I think you're right. Um, I, I really don't know what the problem is there. I mean, you know, they have um, Donald and everything like that, but they're—I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I, I really don't. I, I and you know what? And if you're a Rams fan, I, I'm not dogging the Rams. You know, they may beat the Seahawks. I don't know. You know, I, if I have to pick one, I'm going to pick the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson having a big year. I'm going to go that route. Bucks and Washington. The Bucks and Washington. This one looks interesting. It looks interesting, but it's Tom Brady, you know. (laughs) But the story, the story with Alex in Washington right now, that's a huge, I mean, what did the guy go through, like 16 different operations, uh, surgeries or whatever, you know? Yeah, the 17, 17 operations. I would, I would love to see Washington, uh, even though I'm not really an NFC East (laughs) fan. The NFC, NFC um, East, yeah. I, I would like to see Washington, but I think the Bucks will pull it off. You know what? I'm with you on this. So far, you and I have pretty much been right straight up uh, uh, agreeing on this stuff. But, I, you know, it's tough to go against Tom Brady. I, until somebody gets him in a postseason game first first time out of the gate, I can't bet against him. Even at 43 or not, I don't care. I like him. Yeah. I like him against the uh, Washington Redskins or, excuse me, the Washington football team. The <laughs> yeah. Ravens Titans. This one has the makings of a classic. Two physical defensive football teams like to run the ball. Both of them. Uh, you know, Ravens probably like they're a little bit more pass happy with Lamar Jackson. I I like Tennessee. Who do you like? I'm going Tennessee too. Wow, one of these you we're going to butt heads on. Stop Derrick Henry. Well, and that's the but see that's also the Achilles heel of of Tennessee is if you can stop him, they're done. So far, it's easier said than done. Yeah. But it, with the Ravens, you know, you don't really have – I mean, you have Marquise Brown and, you know, that kind of thing. But I, I think the weapons in Tennessee are way better. I also think what's interesting that's going on in Tennessee, too, and, I, and I've been – I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke at anybody. I've dogged out Tennessee during, during – I've been the guy that sit there and go and said, oh, but, you know, when they run into so-and-so, they're done, or if you shut Derrick Henry down. But, you know, here's the thing. That quarterback, um, why can't I not think of his name? He played Miami for a minute. Um, who's your quarterback? He, oh. uh, Tannehill. Tannehill, yes. Didn't do well in Miami. For some reason mm-hmm. in Tennessee, he's found the right pieces. Do you think a lot of that's just chemistry? Uh, maybe chemistry chemistry but i think it might be coaching um vabril yeah he's amazing yeah yeah i could see that for sure i just it's interesting to me how Tannehill was really on almost on the verge of ending his career in mike because he couldn't get anything going in miami and then he ends up he comes to tennessee and he kind of fell into this role if i because i believe it was injuries to uh uh, the quarterback, Mariota. Uh, yeah, Mariota, and uh, I'm like losing it today. But yeah, Marcus Mariota, and he kind of—I don't want to say he didn't earn that role, but he kind of, you know, was in the right place at the right time. And all of a sudden, he's flourished, and nobody—I myself—I can't think of anybody that saw that coming. You know? Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think anybody did. Bears and Saints, the Chicago Bears, the monsters of the midway. Um. I don't know. Do you like him against the Saints? Do you, do you, are you, could you, would you pick him to upset the Saints? No. 
(laughs) (laughs) You want to, though. It's a romanticized pick. You want to go, you flash back to the old days of the Monsters of the Midway and the Black and Blue Bruisers. I mean, but it's just, no, I like the Saints. Not with uh, Trubisky. No way. (laughs) I know, right? You know what's, and this is a sidebar, um, Cam Newton to Chicago, maybe? That's a possibility. Who knows? There's some hubbub about the possibility. Yeah, either, you know, where is I was thinking Cam Newton going to the 49ers. That's a possibility, and too. Yeah. going back to the Patriots. Yeah, that could happen. That could happen. I just know that Cam has made it clear that he's not sure whether he's sticking around, which tells me he's probably not sticking around in New England. And that may not be his choice. That might be maybe somebody, you know, maybe above his you know, level of, of authority or whatever, you know, but regardless, he has made it, it. He doesn't sound like a guy who's planning on being there next year. I agree with that. One more. We got Browns and Steelers who just matched up. The Browns getting the better of them, getting into the playoffs. Playoffs? Right? The Browns are in. I think it's cool that Cleveland's in. It's been how long since they've been in? Like 12 years? Maybe longer. I think it's been longer than that, but I'm going Browns on that. Um, I, you know, I'm an Oklahoma fan, so Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry, I, and Nick Chubb, I think they got it. You know what? That's where you and I are going to do. This is our agree to disagree moment right here on today's podcast. (laughs) I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers and I'll tell you because it's first off, it's difficult to beat somebody back to back weeks. It's not easy to do. And second off, you got to remember, I mean, Big Ben was on the bench. I mean, over this past weekend, he wasn't playing. I mean, he had Rudolph in there. Nothing against Rudolph, but he's not Big Ben. I understand Big Ben's old. I get it. He's Mm -hmm. he's talked about retiring himself. He's, you know, 38, 39 years old. And I have a feeling this will be his last year. But he's still Big Ben, and he's still kind of a clutch guy in big games. I'm going to take the Steelers. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely going the Browns on that one. Okay. Well, hey, I appreciate your time. I want you to come co-host this show with me again soon. Definitely. Definitely. And that does it for today's episode. The next time you look in the mirror. You'll be looking directly at somebody who just ran the table. From the fall classic to safety blitzes and everything in between. Talk about instant gratification. Running the table with Rick.